Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, December 1st, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to let you guys know again about one of our sponsors, Omaha Steaks. A great deal you guys can get, and this would be a really cool gift for anybody who's a steak lover. Here you go. Here's the deal you guys can get and their message to you guys. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, ribeyes, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer will not last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use the promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. The most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful, but you can be a gifting expert with a little help from the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks. So skip the guesswork and give something convenient, thoughtful, and guaranteed to put a smile on their face. When you send them a gourmet gift from Omaha Steaks, for a limited time, get 50% off site-wide, plus you'll save an extra $30 when you use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. And every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and achieve gifting greatness today. All right, let's bring in, speaking of greatness, let's bring in Mr. Jonah Booker. All right, buddy, after sleeping on it for a few uh, days, uh, have, it's letting it sink in for almost a week. Where are you at with Kyle McCord? I'm just curious. I didn't think his play was good enough, Dave. Um, if we're just, you know, going to be frank and honest about it, I thought <clears throat> Kyle McCord looked the same week 12 as he looked week one. You really didn't see the progression. I said it early on in the season. I just didn't see that fire from him. I know, you know, different quarterbacks have different personalities. How they lead is, you know, not – uh, a cookie cutter straight away. This is how I'm going to lead this football team. But when you when you watch him, Dave, there was no uh, charisma. There was no fire. There was no, hey, jumping up and, you know, getting his boys rallied up and ready to go. I just think this is team kind of followed his suit. They were laid back and he played tight. I just think that Ohio State has an opportunity uh, to either develop 
the younger guys that are in that room, or if they decide to do it, they have the opportunity to go into the transfer portal and try to get a guy. Now that is a, a tricky thing. And we're going to talk about the transfer portal because I see a lot of Ohio State fans saying, hey, let's go to the portal. But it's not as easy <laughs> and it's not as, you know, hey, we're going to go get a quarterback because there are significant ramifications if you decide to go into the transfer portal and grab a quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say it's I mean, are, are we sure any of these guys are even better? I'm on record saying I think I don't know what Ryan Day needs to do, but I've seen enough of Kyle McCord. That's just my opinion. I don't, but I don't, that could mean somebody in house. Um, yeah. Are we sure any of these guys would be better? Like you're saying, then, you know, is, would Cam Ward be better than, you know, Devin Brown? He might be, he might, he very well might be. I don't know. Um, it's up to Ryan Day to figure this out. Um, all right. Um, what do you want to happen? And what do you think will happen at quarterback next year for the Buckeyes? I know I'm really putting you on the spot here. I know it. Well, first I think you have to take a thorough evaluation of Corey Dennis. Um, because you have, you have what, 15 stars, <laughs> 20 stars coming in there as far as rankings with McCord, um, Devin Brown, Kehos, and Aaron Nolan that's going to be arriving next month up there. So you have to, t- you have to take a, a, a thorough evaluation of Corey Dennis to say, okay, did we get, are we getting the most out of our quarterbacks from our quarterback coach that's going to take these kids game to the next level? Like it or not, Ryan Day, I think going into next season, it's a critical year as far as his career uh, with Ohio State. You can't go into next year and lose that game to Michigan, losing four straight. At that point, I would say all bets are off when it comes to Ryan Day. Should he get fired this year? Absolutely not. But there are things that needs to be uh, adjusted and tweaked within the program. So I think taking a, a close evaluation of Corey Dennis has to be number one because you got the talent in the room, Dave. You have to ask yourself, will Corey Dennis be able to take these quarterbacks to the next level? And if I'm Ryan Day, knowing that the heat is going to be on me significantly going into next season, I have to t- I have to take a step back and say, do I have an opportunity to upgrade my coaching to go get one of the best quarterback coaches in all of college football. This is Ohio State here, man. Um, Or do I have the opportunity to go tap into the NFL to bring in a guy with a lot of experience? Corey Dennis, I like him. I think, uh, you know, I think that he's done a solid job recruiting wise. Uh, You look at CJ Stroud, even though you may look at CJ Stroud, say that's a generational type of talent. But when you look at Kyle McCord's development, development, it wasn't there. Um, You look at Devin Brown. Should Devin Brown be further ahead than where he was at to where it shouldn't have been an actual battle with Kyle McCord and Kemp that if Devin Brown, a five-star, and look at some recruiting services, had him as the number one player in the country, should he be further along in his development? That's something that I would have to take a uh, lift the hood up, take a look under there to say, hey, this is what we need to do to get better as far as the quarterback position. A lot of people are asking, you know, similar versions of this question. We'll go to Martin, Marvin, excuse me, Marvin on Facebook. Do you think Coach Day should give up play calling? Before I kick it to J-Book, I'll say one thing. Like, if you give up play calling, you're going to give it to Brian Hartline, who's never called plays. Maybe that'd be great. Maybe he's ready. What if he's not? You know, and then you're scrambling. I mean, do they need to bring in someone from the outside? Do they need to elevate Joe Philbin? It just feels like they miss 
a Kevin Wilson type. Yeah. Um, and it's such a young staff. It's such I a was young say the exact, staff. I was going to say the exact same thing, Dave. It's such a young staff on that side of the football. I mean, you, you look at the coaches there, not a lot of experience with guys calling plays. I mean, this is, if we're going to be honest, Brian Hartline's title is more of a title and pay bump to make sure that he's happy and he's being paid accordingly. He, he wasn't ready to call plays. We don't know if he's ready right now to call plays. But if you're Ryan Day if, and you're not taking you're not handing over the play calling duty, that right there tells me that he's not comfortable with Brian fully operating the offense. Now, in order for him to feel comfortable, he's either going to once again develop your coaching, get Brian Hartline ready. Um, to be able to step into that to that that heater, which is calling plays for Ohio State, or as you mentioned, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to let somebody go on the offensive coaching staff and bring someone in here who's going to be uh, probably labeled a co-coordinator and let him call the plays, or someone that when he's up in when he's down on the field, there is a voice going through that headset that he actually trusts of a veteran coach, as you mentioned, Kevin Wilson was that guy. Kevin Wilson was the guy that, um, you know, was kind of the checks and balances for Ryan Day. He doesn't have that now with so many younger guys. So he's going to have to be able to either develop his coaches to bring, to rise them up so that he can take some of those duties off his plate, or he's going to have to go outside and find someone who's capable of being able to, alleviate some of that stress that he has of being a head coach, being a CEO, being the play caller, being the quarterback coach. It's just too much, Dave. Yeah. And if I almost said if, if he fires Parker Fleming, don't replace him with a special teams coach and then find an offensive co-offensive coordinator to bring in. But if you fire Parker Fleming kind of probably need to uh, elevate James Laurinaitis to linebackers coach and just enhance that defense a little bit more. Although James pretty much is the linebackers coach right now, but it would give him freedom to recruit on the road and things like that, that he can't do right now. He can recruit um, you know, from Columbus, including sending out text messages and all that good stuff. Um, all right. I was going to ask you about this anyway. Our, our listeners, viewers are on point as usual. I was just about to ask you about Jim Knowles. He's interviewing at Duke. They're also looking at Penn state's D coordinator. Um, Knowles obviously was Duke's defensive coordinator for eight years. Um, Ryan Day's beard on YouTube. Is Jim Knowles going to go? I can see him getting this job, Dave. Like, doesn't it kind of seem like this is a, a really good fit for Jim Knowles? Not really a, a splashy job. A guy just, you know, went to two different stops to Oklahoma State. Ohio State had really good defenses. Um, and if you're Duke here at Jim Knowles' age, I can see Jim Knowles being the type of guy that's there for 10 years, 11 years as the head coach that's probably not looking to jump for greener pastures uh, if someone, you know, were to offer him the position. I, I would be – I would not be surprised if Jim Knowles gets that Duke job. It just seems like a really good fit for him. It's going to be interesting what Ryan Day does. And who knows? Some people have opined. I, I have not heard this from anybody I trust. Um but now some people have opined maybe Ryan Day told Jim Knowles to look around. I don't think that's the case. I really no, don't. I don't no. think that's the case at all. I think he wants him back. Um, I would say this. If Jim Knowles does leave Day, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Day going to go tap into the NFL again and bring in a young, 
innovative mind. It worked with Jeff Halfley. Uh, you see what Michigan's doing. They're 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 bringing in guys with NFL experience. I would definitely you know like to see someone who's going to be creative, who's going to be innovative, who's going to get the most out of this defense. And it's okay to be aggressive at times. I thought this year that. As good as the defense played at certain times, I thought there was an overcorrection as far as how um, how much of a river, riverboat gambler that Jim knows was last year to where he was at this year to where it's like, okay, Jim, like I get it. It's okay to take a couple chances here and there, but I don't, I also think that um, Ryan Day had a hand in how aggressive Jim knows was going to be because you and I, Dave, we talked numerous times last year about the defense and how crazy aggressive they were with giving up these big plays. And we talked about kind of Jim Knowles philosophy where he was okay, uh, you know, with giving up big plays, you know, at certain points of the game, but that, but that messaging also was a conflict to what Ryan day was saying. Well, Ryan day would come to the press conference, talk to you guys at the media and basically said like, we have to eliminate these big plays. We have to stop these big plays. We have to figure out how to not give up these huge chunk plays because it's absolutely killing us, um, especially on the offense to where we're finding ourselves having to be in the shootout. So I thought Ryan Day going into this season probably had that talk with Jim Knowles like, hey, dude, like keep everything in front. We can't have you just selling out, leaving the back end out to dry and giving up these chunk plays like dial it back a little bit and unfortunately for Ohio State I think Jim dialed it back a little too much so Day's gonna have a tough decision to make a quarterback at least in my opinion maybe he's just gonna be like Kyle's gonna be better as a senior we're gonna go with him I, again we'll see this is why he gets paid 10 million dollars he needs to figure out the quarterback situation he's gonna have a tough such a tough decision if he's got to replace Jim Knowles he's got yeah. a tough decision with Parker Fleming that shouldn't be a tough decision now now um, I would say this game, Keenan Bailey's also uh, interviewing with ECU to be their offensive coordinator. So if Keenan Bailey, if they lose Keenan Bailey to uh, Eastern Carolina, he becomes the offensive coordinator there. That can uh, that can probably solve one of the puzzle pieces where now that opens up an offensive position for Ryan Day to be able to go and get a veteran um, as, as a tight end coach who can also help with the play calling duties. Great point. I'm glad you threw that in there um, because that I'd be happy. I mean, everybody loves um, they call him Coach Key. Everybody loves him. Um, but uh, that'd be a good, you know, even though it's not a big time program, get some offensive coordinator experience on his resume after being Ohio State for several years as a quality control coach and uh, now the tight ends coach. And that would open up another spot. Very good point. The other guy that I jotted down that they might have to make a tough decision on Larry Johnson. Now, maybe Larry's just going to retire. Um, maybe he won't. And the recruits all love. I mean, I maybe this is the, a bad time to bring up recruiting with Larry Johnson. I'm, I'm aware of recent events, but overall, I mean, I talked to the guys on the team, the young defensive linemen all say, I said this on the show many times. They all say the main reason they came to Ohio state was mm-hmm. Larry Johnson, guys like hero canoe, Kenyatta Jackson, the young guys, not just older guys like JT Tui Molo. Wow. Does they have a tough decision to make with LJ or no? I don't think necessarily Day has that decision. I think that's something that Larry Johnson has to, to decide. I think there's no way Ryan Day is going to run Larry Johnson out of there. Um, I just think Larry has to decide, is this, you know, do I want to go into, uh, you know, potential 12-team playoffs 
new Big Ten, NILs out of control, tamperings going on uh, with the roster. Schools are promising recruits ungodly amount of money that they're probably not going to deliver on. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, Miami. Um, but with that being said, Dave, I will say this. Larry has the opportunity to, uh, you know, decide what he wants to do with his future. And if he wants to stay, then Ryan Day, I think, will absolutely let him stay. If he doesn't, um, I can if Larry decides to, you know, exit out, you know, door left. I can see this being an opportune time for him, Dave. You just look at, you know, what's happening with so much change happening right now in the sport. If Larry Johnson does decide to, you know, hang it up. I do think they're going to go and obviously get younger. You can't get much older than Larry Johnson. Find younger uh, defensive line coach that's maybe going to bring a fresh perspective to the position group who's going to be able to help recruit at a high level. But there's no way that Larry Johnson's going to get fired. Cameron on Facebook brings up Fry. Should be a tough decision for days. He says, we can't recruit big-time O-linemen. Yeah, I mean, Fry's been here two years now. Um, he struck out on big-time O-linemen. And, um, you know, and, and there have been some in the state of Ohio he's landed. But as far as outside the state of Ohio, I mean, Ian Moore's from Indiana. Fry's originally from Indiana. It's like, but Fry and, and Day go way back. I can't see yeah. Day making a move there. That, that would be a tough decision. That would, that would definitely be a tough decision. Uh, I don't see that happening. I see – I don't see Justin Fry going anywhere. Um we have talked that maybe, you know, he would be a candidate for the Indiana job, but kudos to Indiana for going down there to get James Madison coach. I thought that was a home run hire. They pretty they wrapped it up fairly quick. So I don't see Justin Fry going anywhere. Here's the thing with, with Justin Fry, and, and I will say this. When you're at Ohio State, you have to be able to do one or two things, Dave. You either be able – you have to be able to recruit at a very high level – or you have to be able to develop the players that you have in your room at a high level. I thought that Justin Fry had a so-so year. I thought the um, Simmons kid coming over from San Diego, I actually thought that he played really well. He didn't give up a sack the entire season. He graded out uh, fairly well. I thought Josh uh, Fryer, I thought he was playing out of position. He did not play as well. Donovan Jackson didn't play as well. Carson Hensman did not play as well. Matthew Jones was up and down. So overall, I thought there needed to be more development out of the offensive line room. So Justin Fry is going to have, definitely have to get better in those two aspects if he wants to be the coach at Ohio State. Now, with that being said, you can go into the portal right now and make up for a lot of recruiting misses and a lot of mistakes that have been made on the recruiting trail. You, there's a lot of talent in there. Who would have thought Josh Simmons coming over the way he looked first game against Indiana wouldn't have given up a sack the entire season? I didn't think – I thought it was going to be a complete um, mess over there, but he ended up turning out fairly well, and he was on that second-day window of transfer portal kids. Now that we're in the first window, Ohio State has to be aggressive, Dave. There should be zero reason why they don't go into the transfer portal and bring in at least two, maybe three kids. At worst, those those players that you get in the transfer portal, they're debt pieces. Because what did Ryan Day say all season? We don't have another five in that second unit that's even pushing the starters. I would love 
for those second team offensive linemen guys to rise to the occasion, take their game to the next level, and they're pushing for playing time. But we don't have that. So you're looking at that second unit now going into next season, Dave, and say, hey, if we don't go and get somebody out the portal, we're going to have to rely on these guys to be getting starter minutes who we didn't even trust to push some of the guys who weren't playing well this year. So that's when Justin Fry, Justin either has to get them squared away, bring their game to the next level, or you go to a portal and get some guys who have played over two, 300 snaps and they're improving. Jay Book and I are going to talk more about Ohio State's needs in the portal in just a moment. We're also going to talk a little about recruiting to finish the show. Before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our other sponsor, Nuts.com. Another great gift idea. It's just easy. You just or get online, order it, ships to somebody's house, and they think you're cool. So there you go. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, Nuts.com. In addition to an amazing selection of nuts, they have tons of classic candies like butterscotch, fudge, and licorice. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At Nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. I like a bunch of their products. I like the half-pop popcorn, roasted almonds, and many more. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with a purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash Bucknuts. So go check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash Bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift and and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's Nuts.com slash Bucknuts. Bam. Helping you guys get your uh, holiday shopping done today and uh, good good deals you can get. And again, it's easy. You know, this isn't really shopping. It's, it takes like two minutes. Boom. All right. More portal needs. I mean, um, other than quarterback. I mean, excuse me, quarterback. Other than offensive. <laughs> this thing on. Uh, we are we really live? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Dave, Dave, hey, hold on now. Hold on. Hey, I got to ask you about this, Dave. What did you say this week? The starting quarterback, worse worse since Belisari? So, Ohio State, man, if if you're deciding to trot that out there, that's your decision. You don't have to to settle for that. If you're you're Ohio State, you have put – Three first-round quarterbacks in consecutive years starting. You have a generational quarterback who's lighting it up right now. You have five stars galore. There's no reason why you should be playing a quarterback who's probably the worst one since since Belisari. You're you're consciously making that decision if you're Ohio State to run that back next year. And obviously, Jay Book and I are not talking about Bozerman. We meet, we're talking about guys that actually played in the Michigan game for Ohio State. Belisari started two years in the Michigan game and had the drunk driving incident as a senior, and then Krenzel actually started the Michigan game, and they won. Um, that started. That was when Trestle backed up his 310-day speech. Oh, I still love thinking about that game. <laughs> Beckman as well. I mean, Justin Zwick started in 2004, but then Troy, If whether you say Troy beat him out or Justin got hurt, it was a little of both. Justin got hurt, but then he was able to come back, but Troy was just playing too well by then. Um, and then had his coming out party against Michigan. Todd Beckman was another one that was a little shaky. 
Mm-hmm. Went to the national championship game the year he was the starter. Got beat out by Trail Pryor a few games in the next year. Beat Michigan. But if you remember that game, it was like in the rain up there, and they just handed the ball to Beanie Wells. They won like 14-3. to I don't think Trestle let Beckman throw the ball at all in the second half. The point is, if we're talking about he's the worst quarterback since blah, 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 and Steve Belisari is even in the conversation, that's bad. Okay? And McCord, yeah. let me be clear. McCord is better than all of those guys that I just talked about. Okay? But to your point, this is not the standard that is now the standard of quarterback at Ohio State. And I don't like the lazy argument that I hear out there, not from you, but even like some of my colleagues, um, even at Bucknuts have said this, have written about this and talked about this. Like, oh, fans are just spoiled because of Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields and CJ Stroud. No, there's middle ground between those guys and like McCord. You know, like Bobby Hoying, for example, just to bring up a former Ohio State quarterback, was a third round pick, was a really good college quarterback. That's what Ohio State needed in this game was just a, you know, a good, solid third round pick. That's not what they're getting out of Kyle McCord, but um, right. I mean, anyway, I didn't even mean to bring up quarterbacks again. No. I just, you're trying to get me fired up, aren't you? <laughs> but but I would say this, Dave. It's like, where's the fire, man? Like give like give give us something. Like I understand, depending on how you view it. But you, as an Ohio State quarterback, cannot go to the microphone and say it is just a game. No, it is not just a game and i understand there was more said after he said that and i kind of understand this point he was trying to you know make the points like you know we go in there and basically you know we're going we can't get too high can't get too low understand you know this is just a football game and we can't let our emotions run wild give me emotions i I want some fire day from the quarterback it's you should never ever 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 in Columbus, go to the microphone and utter those words that is just a game. Because if you don't go and play well, you don't go and win that game, the Ohio State fan base will let that hang over your head until and forever, Dave. You can't shake that. I don't know why Jerry and some of the coaching staff don't sit these guys down and said, you can't say that at a place like at Ohio State. And you know, you listen to what has been reported during the game. What it what was Kyle McCord preaching to the team? Said it supposedly four times. Don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Just kept saying it. You know that was his message to the team. You're going to make mistakes out there. When you when you have that type of messaging, Dave, that doesn't surprise me that players are tight. Because that comes from the top down to where he's saying don't make mistakes. And he's the one that's out there making the mistakes. So when you start to see, you know, the guy who's sending that message making mistakes, everybody's, you know, butt puckers up. Instead of playing loose, instead of playing like your hair's on fire, instead of playing with some reckless abandon out there. Did you see guys jumping around? I didn't see guys, you know, on the sidelines coming over fired up. I just need some fire, Dave. I want some passion. I want some fire. I want somebody who where the team is going to run through a brick wall for at quarterback. He may not be the world's best passer, but heck, if he's going to lead them uh, into that Michigan game like their hair is on fire, I'm all for it. You've got to be charismatic if you're a quarterback. It's just part of the skill set. I, people don't talk about it enough. I mean, find me a quarterback 
that lacks charisma, that's a really, really good quarterback. You can't find one. Um, all right. All right. After my Freudian slip, other than offensive line, what uh, needs do you think they absolutely need to address in the portal? Like D-line, what, what are you looking at the most? I, I would definitely say linebacker, Dave. I think I definitely think they can get a little bit more help in that linebacker. I am excited for C.J. Hicks and Gabe Powers. I think those guys uh, will eventually be upgrades of what they have right now. You're going to get some more athleticism on the field. But as far as depth piece, I wouldn't mind seeing them getting uh, one or two guys at linebacker. Defensive line, you can always go and get more defensive linemen. You can never have enough talent there at the at that position, they offered the defensive tackle from uh, I think is uh, what is it, Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Middle yeah. Tennessee State. Yep. So they offered the defensive lineman there, and I will say this: don't get packed up by Mario in Miami again because this kid supposedly he's going to be taking an official visit to Ohio State uh, in December. But right before he goes to Ohio State, he's going to be visiting Miami. So you can't lose another another target that you want to Miami here if you're Ryan Day. Uh, so don't get packed up by those boys again. So I definitely think the defensive line is a position that you can you can definitely uh, add some bodies and some talent there. And then I will say safety, Dave, because you look at the safety position, you're you're going to be losing some veterans back there. I thought I thought that the, uh, Malik Harford played really well. He's probably going to be penciled in as a starter. Um, but you, I don't think that Jahad Carter gave us anything. I think that was probably a miss there because. You were looking at a guy who was what, you know, second, third team, all ACC coming in here, wasn't been, wasn't able to contribute very much. A lot of people thought he was going to be a starter. That was probably a miss. So those are the positions that I'm looking at um, in the transfer portal. But either way, Dave, you look at the top four teams, top six teams in the in the playoffs right now, and what do you see? Those those teams are led by portal guys. Um, so you have to be aggressive. Michigan, they were very active in the portal last year, especially in the trenches. You look at, well, they're playing up front. Um, and a lot of and a couple of those kids that they got, those were portal guys that are making impacts on that front seven. You look at um, you look at what Alabama, Alabama got portal guys. Georgia has a couple guys. Washington, Oregon, portal guys that that are that got them on the cusp of making the playoffs. So you can't be afraid. And I will say this, Dave, don't be afraid of, sh uh, of shaking up that locker room. Don't make, don't be afraid to make guys uncomfortable. You can get the most out of your players when you're making somebody uncomfortable to where, hey, we're going to compete. I'm going to bring in someone who's going to try to take your job. So don't be afraid to rise to the occasion and compete at a high level. I think that, you know, it's been said a lot of times that they – shied away from getting kids because they didn't want to disrupt the locker room disrupt the locker room nobody nobody should feel safe right now you lost three in a row to michigan you guys are out there dancing you're goofing off and stuff you're not showing any fire bring in somebody like a davidson igbenosa who showed that fire who showed that passion who's going to rattle it because i think jordan hancock he got pushed this year jordan hancock if he didn't have somebody that's going to come in here and push him, he would have been content probably being the opposite starter of Denzel Burke. But Igbenosan came in here with that dog in him, and he pushed Jordan Hancock to be better. He pushed Jordan Hancock to have a great year. So that should be at every position. 
If you can find a guy who's going to bring in to shake up your room, to push the guys that are in there, then you have to do it. You owe it to this team. You owe it to the program to bring in the best potential guys that you can to push everyone. No one should feel safe. One of the quotes I love the most from the now late Bobby Knight, he said, the number one motivator in sports is the bench. Love that quote. And it's so true. Now, normally I would end the show right now, but I, I promise would at least get your thoughts on recruiting. Just real yeah. quick, are you are you worried about recruiting? I mean, it's still going to be a good class no matter what, but uh, maybe it won't be the class we wanted, um, or maybe it will. I don't know. Are you worried about Ohio State's recruiting at all? I'm not worried about recruiting. I think I think they're good. I mean, you lost a kid to Miami. Um, that's a big blow. You have to absorb it. You look at some of the targets. I'm, I think they're going to flip maybe two or three more guys, two guys that I'm looking at on the defensive line that they potentially have the opportunity to flip, not to the quite a talent of a Justin Scott, but guys that are definitely going to be able to play some football here. So I'm not worried about that. Um, I just think that you're probably not going to see a ton of movement in recruiting for from now until signing day. And then the second window, you may take here. I'm taking a look at a couple other guys. I just think right now, Dave, and I talked to some people at the 1870 in regards to the approach and to those guys, you know, they look at it as portals free agency, man. Like it like right now, you know, that the collectors, they're going to, you know, allocate money appropriately for, you know, high school kids and stuff. But the way the game is changing right now. They will much if they're going to splash and have to spend a significant amount of money on the player, they will much rather do that on a guy who's a proven commodity who's going to be able to help the football team right now to push them over to the edge to national champ to a national championship game to a Big Ten championship game. Yes, you always want to be able to have the backbone of your roster being high school kids that you're going to develop and they're going to um, help that culture in the locker room. But when you're at a place like Ohio State, you should be trying to plug those holes with impact players who's going to be able to play day one. A lot of these kids that we're seeing right now, Dave, great high school football players, but it's going to take them time. Ohio State doesn't have time. Um, day day's job is hot next year. You've got to win now. The schedule is only going to get harder with the 12 team playoffs. The stakes are only going to get higher. So you've got to be able to win now. So get the guys that you can, um, that you're targeting, but you have to be aggressive in the portal to get some guys who are going to be able to help you win right away. Jay book always helps us win. Appreciate it. Great stuff as always from Jay book. He is Mr. Jonah Booker. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the show. We will find out on Sunday if the Buckeyes have backed their way in the CFP or if they're probably Orange Bowl bound. All right, thanks again to Jay Book. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day and a great weekend. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 